The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Green Bay Packers select Rashawn Gary, linebacker, Michigan. The Green Bay Packers select Darnell Savage, defensive back, Maryland. It is a special breaking news edition of the APC podcast. We are bringing you rapid reaction for the Packers' first round selections in the 2019 NFL Draft. I am Zach Rapport, coming to you from a darkened home office in the middle of the night in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and joining me now to give you fine people the instant gratification of content on demand. Don't say we never did nothing for you. It's Evan Tex Western Tex. It's it's a busy night for AcmePackingCompany.com, and uh, I see you in the Slack chat. I see you assigning, writing, editing, watching playoff hockey. Are you okay? Can I get you a beer? Do you need anything? No, I've got a I've got a glass of bourbon sitting right next to me, so um, I think I've got all about all I could need right now. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. This is going to be a short one, and I don't. We're not going to be able to do a pod for for every round, but certainly this is the monumental round. So we wanted to make sure that we got our listeners taken care of. So um, without further ado, let's just get right into it. The twelfth overall pick, the Packers select Rashawn Gary, defensive end from Michigan. And Tex, I'm I'm meaning no offense to Mr. Gary here, but I would count myself among the many Packer fans who, uh, when this pick was announced. I just kind of thought, uh, huh, Th- does that sum up your reaction? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, as the, the top 10 was going down and, and Ed Oliver was still on the board when we got to about eight or nine, um, I, I really was hoping to see Gunikins make a, see if he could make a move upwards and try to try to nab Ed Oliver, because I think he's the, um, he's that, that incredible athlete that uh that i'd love to have seen the the packers grab and and in gary you get also just a a phenomenal athlete but the thing with him is his his college production just doesn't match up to the athleticism you see um in flashes and and certainly that he showed at the combine so you know certainly he's had some some issues with injuries um he was dealing with some shoulder issues most of last season um hopefully it sounds like he thinks that that he's going to be good to go on that on that uh um, as far as the shoulder goes and not have to need surgery or anything, which would, would certainly be a good thing. But um, yeah, it's, there, there's not a great track record of, of edge rushers who don't have good production in college turning out to be, you know, really top level players in, in the pros. And so that's where I'm mostly concerned about with this pick. I know in your mock, you had um, 
the Packers selecting Montez Sweat, who was still available. Were you surprised to see him? Most people at that point thinking that he was the the best player available at that point. Um, were you surprised to see them not grab him? Yeah, I, I was a little bit. Um, and, and the only thing I can think of there is that either they had issues with the medicals on Sweat. I know there's been a whole lot made about that heart issue. Um, or or potential non-issue, depending on who you're talking to about that in the last couple of days. Um, so maybe that was a problem. Um, there were also some off the field issues that um, that I think we we didn't necessarily realize until more recently that uh, maybe that might have played a little bit of a part too. Um, as far as we can tell, Gary doesn't have anything like that. Um, again, the, the injury issue is mainly to his shoulder. I think a, a labor mer- uh, issue. So, um, you know, again, and, and Sweat was it had an even better workout than Gary did at the combine. So it's certainly not a matter of, um, you know, of Sweat not having the athleticism to stack up with him. So uh, it, it's a very it's it, it was surprising to me for sure that that they went with Gary instead of Sweat. And um, it, it does sound like from some of the comments on the scouts uh, since the pick com- came in that um, they've really had their eye on Gary for a while and and. You know, maybe this was one of those those spots where they just really like the the style of play and the the skills that he brings to the table, and they're hoping that Mike Pettin can really help him uh, turn that into being a productive edge rusher. Yeah, this really does show how effective these smoke screens are uh, from <laughs> from all the clubs really leading up to the draft, because there's just a handful of picks every year where you hear from the GM afterwards and like, yeah, we really we got our guy and maybe they're blowing smoke at that point, too. But it's never the guy that you think it is, or at least it, it rarely is. But getting back to Gary, what do you think about his his fit with the team? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where um, where he lines up, because uh, it sounds like he's going to start out in the outside linebacker room, but he's a really big player for that position. He's a little over six four, and he measured in at two seventy seven at the combine. So that's that's much larger than than any of the the Packers' previous edge rushers had been. I guess they had used like a Mike Neal and Dayton Jones and kind of that hybrid edge inside pass rush role. And I think that's probably where you'll see Gary fit in as well. Um, very similar to how we're likely to see the Packers use Zadarius Smith, the the free agent signing. Um, you know, you can kind of use those guys now interchangeably between interior rushers, edge rushers, um, and really disguise your pressures and and not really let the uh, let the offense know where that pressure is going to be coming from. So um, I expect him to be kind of lining up all over and and really to to work into the lineup gradually uh, behind the the Smith brothers. And one thing that I, I will say uh, about Gary in his defense, I saw in one of uh, Bob McGinn's scouts apparently said of Gary that he doesn't seem like he loves football or loves football <laughs> enough. And I just I love and by love, I'm, I mean, sarcastically, I hate when scouts uh, make a, a comment like that as a value judgment on on a player, because uh, I personally yep. am very fond of players who have other things going on in their life. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> No, and I completely agree. And and I think your the reaction he had when when he got the phone call from the Packers would certainly seem to to put that analysis in question. I mean, he was he was crying. There were tears coming coming down his face uh, when he got that phone call. Um, and and yeah, you tell me, a guy doesn't love football when um, he has an emotional reaction like that to to being picked. I. I you know, I don't buy that, and and even if that that were the case, I'm I'm with you. I I'd much rather have guys who who do have, um, 
you know, varied interests and aren't just strictly, um, you know, football robots, basically. Totally agree. Can you give me a uh, high school letter grade, A through F letter grade, mm. your opinion on this pick? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, I was worried you were going to do that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a C here because, again, he's got all the athletic ability that you could possibly want in an edge rusher. Um, it, it just the the it, it's all going to come down to whether or not he can turn that into production at the NFL level, um, largely because, again, that's that's not something that he's had consistently in college. And, um, you know, maybe some of that was scheme, too. Uh, I think you can you can blame Michigan a little bit for how they used him. Um, but, yeah, if if it's it's tough for me to really go much higher than that on a guy who just didn't produce in college. All right. So you heard it here first, folks. Evan Tex Western, super meaningful, set in stone, highly consequential letter grade on this pick is a C as of this moment. Let us move on now to the second pick. The Packers actually traded away the 30th overall pick along with picks 114 and 118, I believe, to the Seahawks for the privilege of moving up to the 21st pick from 30, which they then used to select Darnell Savage, safety from Maryland. Tex Goody showing once again that he isn't afraid to move around the draft board, and this isn't the first time we've seen him uh, trade uh, with Seattle, if memory serves. How did you feel about this trade? I, I feel like it was a move that a lot of us expected. Um, I, I've been saying basically all, all day for the last couple of days that I don't expect the, the, the Packers to make their two picks of 12 and 30. And um, the reaction there when, you know, when we first saw the compensation, the, the two fourths to move up nine spots, that seems like a steal to me, um, just in terms of the, the, the draft pick values. I know Michael Cohen kind of broke out the, the values based on the various different trade charts. And depending on which chart you're using, um, it's either a big win for the Packers or a slight win for, for the Seahawks there. But um, yeah, to, to go up and get your guy and, and only lose those two fourth round picks um, certainly seems like a, a good deal right off the bat. As far as the, the pick itself, um, Savage, I, I really like him as a player. I think he fits what the Packers need on defense really well. Um, he's able to play free safety as well as cover out of the slot, and I think that's the, the perfect blend of, of uh, positional value that, uh, that that's what the Packers needed in the secondary right now. He's a little bit smaller uh, for a safety. He's about 5'11", a buck 98, but he's got a tremendous speed i think he ran four three six at the combine uh great explosive ability as well and, and real good ball skills i think he had four interceptions last year as a senior so he kind of checks off all the boxes um you know again for for a, a deep safety a kind of a cover guy um which probably will allow adrian amos the the free agent safety to play a little bit more in the box and um and roam a little closer to the line of scrimmage so so certainly for for what the packers needed in the secondary i think this is a a real great fit. Yeah, and just want to add some some color to that with uh, some comments from a friend of show Ben Fennel over at the Athletic talking about Savage, saying this is a guy that can blitz for you, stick his nose in there in run support. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but he's a spark plug. Um, he calls him a playmaker. He says that he he plays with that my ball attitude that that uh, that I know he throws around that term with Jair Alexander as well. So that gets me a little excited. Definitely, yeah. He he brings a little bit of that swagger too to the to the secondary, and I think he and he and Alexander will probably get along real well. Um, and, and it'll be fun to see 
uh, how this this rebuilt secondary and really the, this rebuilt defense looks um, all season long. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you added you've now added five guys between you know, top level free agents and and first round draft picks. That's a that's a big infusion of talent into this defense. And I'm excited to see what they do this season. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't long into last season when they were having you know grocery store clerks playing safety, and and this year they seems like they've <laughs> they've totally remade the position. Yeah, definitely. Was there anyone else available at this point uh, that that you might have preferred? Sweat was still available, was he not? Yeah, Sweat didn't go off until 26 uh, to Washington. So I think when you you took Gary, that pretty much took uh, taking another edge rusher off the board, especially given the investment they've made in, at the position in free agency. So honestly, the guy that I had my eye on um, when they made the trade before the, the pick came in was Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle from Washington State. Um, I, I was surprised that he was still out there early 20s. And um, he ended up going the very next pick to, to Philly, who moved up to, to 22 to draft him. Um, I think he could have been your your right tackle in the future. Um, but I, I, I think based on the, the urgent need, at least, um, you, you certainly understand why the Packers went safety there. And um, again, I, I, I suspect that the Packers thought that maybe Baltimore, who had that 22nd pick, um, was really looking at Savage. I think he, he probably would be a real good fit there for them as well. And um, I think you, you, that might have been the case because then you know Baltimore trades out of that pick right away to, to Philly as soon as the Packers move up and, and take Savage. So that's my guess. Um, I wouldn't have guessed Savage would be a, a the, you know go as early as 21 if before the draft. Um, I thought he was probably more a fit at like 30 or even you know early in the second round. But um, if you really, again, this is a case of the Packers really deciding they like their guy going up and getting and making sure that they get the guy that they want. And, um, you know, it certainly seemed to work out last year with Jair Alexander and uh, fingers crossed it works out with Savage as well. So with that in mind, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Give me your letter grade here for this pick. This one I'm going to call, um, I'm going to give this like a B plus. Um, I'm taking the trade into account here. So again, I'm, I'm really happy about the trade. Um, I, I like the, 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 the amount that they had to give up to move up nine spots, I think, you know, was, was well worth it. Um, and, and really kind of favors the Packers there. Um, again, the, my value on Savage probably isn't as high as what their, their value apparently would have been. And I think you might've been able to get either Savage or another similar type of player at 30, you know, maybe a Chauncey Gardner Johnson from Florida or like a Juan Thornhill from from Virginia. But again, they, they like the guy. He's got great athletic ability. Um, and, and I'm excited to see, like we said, the swagger that he could bring to this defense. Um, so so I, I'm definitely uh, a much bigger fan of that second pick with Savage. Was there any part of you that was disappointed to see uh, another couple early picks go by another year? Uh, with all defense or do you think it's it's best player available or we're just filling needs and I'm good with it or was there some part of you that was like you know I just want I just want that tight end I just want that playmaker or something like that no I I think honestly if if I wanted an offensive player at any position it was going to be an offensive lineman totally agree Um, which again is not the sexy um, you know skill skill position quote-unquote type of type of pick but I think that's where the biggest needs are right now. Um, I, I certainly think that you're going to see the Packers take a tight end somewhere, you know, maybe, maybe with like 75 or, 
um, you know, some sometime late on day three, you'll definitely see somebody there. And I think they could even go maybe receiver with either the 44 or 75 sometime tomorrow night. Um, so, so I think just based on positional value in this draft, um, I'm certainly not disappointed in a receiver. If anything, I would have been um, a little more annoyed that they, if they had took, taken a receiver at 12 or 21, um, just because I don't think the value at those positions right now is, is um, really fits with those numbers. So I would expect to see one probably with one of those two picks uh, tomorrow. And again, maybe that's when they go offensive line uh, at, at 44 or 75 as well. We shall see. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Tex, thank you so much for joining me late at night here. And uh, yeah, to the listeners, you guys, thanks for tuning in and and, and uh, keep it locked into acmepackingcompany.com all weekend long as we have the draft covered for you and then dial back into the pod here next week where we will be breaking things down for you as well. Tex, thanks a lot. Always my pleasure and go Pack Go. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys real soon. 